Right, welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football, brought to you by CFB Talk Daily. Today is Friday, August 13th. Uh, we're going to have a little quick, compact, uh, right-to-it episode today. Uh, we're going to start off by, we might have seen our first case of a school finding the way around uh, NLIs. Mm-hmm. So, for anyone who didn't see, there was, it was what, a protein bar company? Right outside of BYU's campus, isn't that what it was? Yeah, I think it's a protein bar company. So they have found a way that they are granting scholarships, quote unquote scholarships. I'm doing air quotes right now, to all I think it was 35 or 30 walk-on football players on the team. But the scholarships are pretty much going to them as cash, and they can use it however they want. So we've only had NLI for all of five months. And we've already seen a school say, huh, I didn't see that in the rules. Let's uh, work our way around it. Yeah, basically, I think it's kind of, it, it's smart for sure. Like, it's actually like pretty genius. Like, at first I was like, oh, this is kind of messed up. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know, it's not in the rules. And like, they actually just kind of, it's just genius to be honest. Like, I'm, like I know the rules were written like, yeah, you can't talk about it like on visits, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure it gets mentioned, like not as like and not directly like, hey, uh, you know, the protein bar company, they'll give you a free scholar. I'll give you free stuff. I'm sure it gets mentioned like, oh, there's a bunch of small businesses in town. They're a great college town, blah, blah, blah. Hi, I'm Nick Saban. I own a Mercedes Benz dealership, by the way. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure that has been brought up. I would say it at least definitely gets implied. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think that they should just let them talk about because everyone's gonna when you get on like everyone's gonna have something and they're gonna find a way to you know throw in what they can do for you on nlis without saying this is what we can do with you for nlis i i think just let the schools do it you know it's really Mm -hmm. only going to be hurting like mid-majors when they're recruiting against you know power fives but from you know when it's like i feel like for the most part if you're a power five school, like a, even if you're a top tier power five school and you're like going after a kid and you're starting to bring out the NLIs, the kid's probably also getting recruited by another top line school. Like I highly doubt Ohio state's going to be like, Oh, we got all these schools when it's like them and, you know, Toledo are going after a kid. It was a three star. Mm-hmm. Well, my thing is I, I feel like, uh, like I said, it definitely gets implied. I feel like, and also like you have to know, like, I mean, like, these kids aren't stupid. We live in the age of social media. Like, you know, like, depending on what school you go to, you know there's going to be opportunities available. It doesn't have to be said. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, yeah. if you go to Ohio State or, like, Penn State, you know, like, the fan base is strong. Like, there's going to be deals available. Yeah, you know, even if you're a three-star and you never play at Ohio State, what are you going to be, you know, even if you're a four- or five-star and you never play at Ohio State, you just don't pan out. You know that you're going to make more money there than you mm-hmm. are at, let's say, Miami of Ohio. You know, like it, yeah. you know, you know how much money you can make at the schools when you go. I think just exactly. let them, just let the boys roll. Just let them talk about it. Um, I, I saw actually today. Uh, you know, Derek Stinley, the quarterback at uh, LSU. Yeah. He actually just posted a picture on a uh, Twitter of him and his new Ford Mustang. That uh, thanks to the great people at Ford for. No, uh, oh, it's nice. Yeah, and you know, I'm giving a month, and all the kids in Alabama are going to be giving all the great people at Nick Saban, Tuscaloosa, Mercedes-Benz dealership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saban Subaru. 
I don't think it's a Subaru dealership. <laughs> right. Well, if he ever gets the move from Alabama and gets a job at like, say, uh, like Kansas State, it might become Saban Subaru. I mean, that has a great, that has a better ring than Saban Mercedes Benz. It, it does. Um, all right. So our, our next order of business is: you want to do the three amigos? All right, so me and John frequently talk about, you know, our favorite teams, mine being Rutgers, his being Oregon. Uh, I think we've also talked about, like, our favorite football, college football players of all time, no team, like, uh, specific to the team. So today we're going to do three Migos, top three favorite players that played for our favorite schools. Uh, John, I'll let you go first because you have a lot more to pick from. All right, so, so I guess I'll do my one, then you should do your one. I think that's how we should yeah. probably do it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so for me, tough call, but I'm going to go with Marcus Mariota for one, just because uh, that was about time when I was getting into football, really, around that, like, uh, Mariota kind of era kind of thing. And uh, I obviously won a Heisman, almost won a national championship for Oregon, came close. And uh, so he's always special for me, and he's probably, I mean, he's a Heisman winner, so it's hard to, you know, put him anywhere but one. Probably the best player in Oregon history. I mean, how can you not put him? You were alive for it. You know, you remember Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. How can you not put him at one? Mm-hmm. So my one is kind of going to be somewhat like yours. Uh, when I first started really watching football, uh, let's see, I was probably six years old, I would say. Uh, I remember Brian Leonard. Uh, he was a running back at Rutgers. For the you know, old-time Rutgers fans, they definitely remember him. The Leonard Leap. So, I mean, I was a six-year-old running around the front yard, football, jumping over things, <laughs> saying that I was Brian Leonard. Didn't have a, you know, had, had a decent career in the NFL, played with the Rams and someone else, I want to say. But, I mean, for me, like, when I started watching football, it was like, I, I want to watch Brian Leonard. You know, there was, another, mm-hmm. there was another running back on that team who was very good, who we won't mention. Mm-hmm. Not sure how that would get taken if I, if I put him on the list, but he wasn't going to be on the list anyways. Uh, just not he's one. He's not one of my top threes. But and beating a dead horse there. Yeah, but but yeah, Brian Leonard definitely like my all, all time favorite. I mean, every now even now, even now and then, I'll go on YouTube, look up like Leonard Leap, and I'll watch when he was with the Raiders, like his first one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I, mean, I might have been when he was with the Rams. I know it was against the Raiders. It involves the Raiders somehow. <laughs> I I know it involves the Raiders. I'm, I was like seven years old when he was playing, but yeah, so definitely <laughs> Brian Leonard. So we'll do a snake draft here. All right, fair enough. All right, so if I'm going to my next one, this is tough. Like snake said, uh, draft is I go next, buddy. Oh, right. <laughs> I, uh, news: I am not familiar with the snake draft. <laughs> so, so my number two, um, is going to be some more recent Rutgers player, uh, right. Brandon Coleman, receiver. Oh. Well, Brandon oh. Brandon Coleman put up numbers at Rutgers. Uh, I, my, I remember, I saw, I mean, I saw him play a lot, like live in person, but the best yeah. memory I have of Coleman was when they were playing Louisville against Teddy, uh, Bridgewater for the mm-hmm. American and the winner of that game was going to play in the orange bowl. Spoiler refs hated Rutgers back then too. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't know the outcome of that game. Refs hated Rutgers <laughs> in that one. They got, they got screwed. Uh, they, there was a, a legal formation called or a, an eligible you know, man downfield. It was baloney. That's what it was. But when we walked in the stadium, might have missed the first three minutes because of parking. I wasn't driving. I was 15, maybe 14. And Brandon Coleman, curl route, bam, Gary Nova in the chest, 80 yards. 
place was electric. Yeah, uh, no, no, Brandon Coleman. Too. Brandon Coleman, NCAA goat. Oh yeah, NCAA fourteen. He's the man. You, oh, he's always your circle receiver. Oh yeah. I, I, he actually probably carried me to so many national championships just because I would spam throw him the ball. I mean, he was six five. I mean, he was the man. He was six five. Like, yeah, he, he was, was so. Uh, I mean, he was playing against like you know, granted he was playing against like Memphis, but like, come on, still the man. Yeah, for sure. That that's how I felt. With, with uh, Coleman was good. I, I I would probably for me if I was at Rutgers second, it'd probably be Carew. I mean, this is your list, though, not my list. So. Oh, Leonte's not on the list, but he's another one honorable mention. All right, fair enough. All right, so if I was to go next, this is tough for me because there's a lot of uh, Oregon guys. And not, not to brag, not to brag, because there's a lot of them. They have a lot more options than you do, like you said. Um, I would probably go with DeAnthony Thomas. It was tough. between It's between him and Herbert. Herbert's going to be three. And Spoiler alert. But DeAnthony Thomas was so electric. I feel like you know everyone still talks about his highlights and like how much of an impact he made. Uh, like not cho- LA kid not choosing USC. So I feel like for me he would definitely be the uh, second one. And he was so electric, man. Like I remember, I still watch his YouTube highlights. And, like I, I feel like he was highlight. every highlight film for like Saturday Night Football. Yeah, because he was a walking highlight. He was ridiculous. He like, was no, he was like it was always him like breaking someone's ankle on a punt return. Mm-hmm. Like it was always something. Yeah, no, he was ridiculous for sure. Um, and so like I said, so now going again for me, three would be Herbert, just because honestly, Herbert may be my favorite Oregon player in the last like ten years because he just I don't know, he's I like pro style quarterbacks like that, and he was just like just exactly what I wanted in a quarterback. And Oregon went through some rough years, and then he was there for the bad years, and then to see where he was as a senior was pretty cool. And yeah, he stayed. Like, no, they the I mean, they weren't bad, but they weren't great. They definitely weren't what they were in the last few years with him. So, like, he was like the shining light through all of that. So, I get that 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. So, my last pick, also going to be a quarterback, uh, fan of the show, actually, as well, uh, oh, Mike Teal. Okay. Mike Teal also gets like thrown in with Brian Leonard as in like when I first started watching football mm-hmm. like I remember I remember the Louisville game when they beat Louisville when Louisville was like three in the country two in the country mm-hmm. uh, little side note about that I was supposed to go to that game my dad was going to take off work but oh, no. he said oh. I don't want your first college football experience to be an absolute blowout tough look I never let him know. Sixteen years later, he. Did you actually say that? that? I swear to God. Yeah, I can't wait to see your dad. I'm giving him. I'm giving him shit for it. For yeah, that was his like direct quote. He was like, "I don't want." He was like, "I don't want your first game to be a blowout." Like, you know, he figured it was going to be an absolute. I mean, certain. I mean, a lot of people did, but I just Mike Teal was the guy. I mean, he when that team was good when they beat Louisville when they beat the uh, South Florida when South Florida was. I want to say South Florida might have been number two in the country as well the following year, like in 07. Mm-hmm. Like he, I think they were. Yeah. He, he was the man. I mean, granted, he had two really good running backs, but he never lost them any games. Like he showed up. He did the same thing every week. Like you knew you were getting a good performance out of Mike Teal. Uh, believe so, it or not, I feel like Mike Teal, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like he was, him and Gary Nova as a senior were very similar. So Gary Nova as a senior was, was like a guy, he didn't lose you games, but he won Rutgers a few games like, he was underrated as a senior. 
the first three years of Gary Nova. Gary Nova almost made my list just solely based off of silly things Gary Nova ever did. Like, the one thing that I remember Gary Nova, the one play, Gary Nova could have done anything. The one play I remember is the first year in the Big Ten. They're playing Michigan State. It was like fourth and, I don't know, I'm probably, actually, I didn't think he had two. I think he tried to call a timeout in the same game, and then they were like, yo, Gary, don't got no timeouts left, bud. And then it was like fourth and three with like eight seconds left. Like, you knew they had to heave it downfield. Gary takes two steps, gets a little pressure, just tries to guys maybe running for a first down, getting out of bounds maybe, realizes he can't do it, then tries running five yards backwards and throwing the ball as if, like, all right, I crossed the line of scrimmage, and now I'm going to recross back, and then I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, I think I remember, I remember watching that live, and I was like, bro, what is he doing? See, for, for me, when I think of Gary Nova, I think of uh, Rutgers, Michigan, I think his senior year, where, I mean, sure, it was Brady Hoax, Michigan, and, you know, the – he did almost kill a kid, putting him back in a concussion the week before. I was but there. Rockers, uh, Rockers, them. Oh, you were there for that. I was there. I remember I'm watching it on uh, TV. I used to have they blocked a field goal to it, win. Well, right. I used to have that video. Yeah, that, that's that's why I think of Gary Nova. So I kind of think of him in like a positive light still. Yeah, that and that was like not a. I mean, that was it was not a good Michigan team, but they still had pieces. Like, who was that quarterback that had the kid that wore 99? Was it, was it John O'Corn? Was that him? No, no, no. 99 no. Denard Robinson? Is that Robinson? Denard, no, 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 no. Oh, man. I want to say Gardner was his name. Yeah, Devin Gardner. Yeah. Devin Gardner. I knew it was Gardner. He I mean, he was quiet in the first half, and then, like, they parched back on his back. But, man, when I tell you, that blocked field goal, that place, oh, my God, that was electric. Well, do you remember Brady Hoke almost killed the, – the, he put the concussed quarterback in – Against uh, the team before they put Rutgers. Yeah. So, like, he was, like, on the hot seat already. And they went to Rutgers and lost. And they are like, yeah, this guy's done. Like, program's done. done. Quick little side story, Gary Nova story. Um, one of the perks of living so close to Rutgers is I've, you know, we both have friends to go to Rutgers. And I had a few friends when Gary Nova was probably a sophomore or junior who were about the same age as him. And they were in the mm-hmm. cafeteria eating lunch one day. And it was after one of the classic, like, Gary Nova, like, young kid games when he did something, you know, really stupid. Before I before I go on, because it makes me sound like I'm ripping Gary Nova, when they walked into Arkansas and beat them, that was the best game I ever saw a quarterback play. Sorry. Just wanted to throw that one out there. But, so they were in the cafeteria eating lunch. And I guess he had had a rough week. And the one kid I know threw a chicken nugget at him. And in pure anger, Gary Nova went to throw it back. And missed him by about 15 yards. I, I, was that a serious story? Or are you joking? No, 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 no. That's, that's like a serious story. Like that's not a joke. Like it's not a punch on it. Like that is a serious story. I, I like know the kid who did it. Like, oh boy. I won't. That's I won't very funny. On air, but yeah, that's a that's a true story. I, I hope he listens to this and like remembers that the kid is like that kid threw a chicken nugget at me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. I swear. So two weeks ago was we did live callers, uh, breaking news. I beefed up. I somehow had like eight people calling at once. I just started hitting buttons. I had never had that happen before. So I started hitting buttons. I might have stopped a recording. So I do have like three calls that are like still good. I can use the audio. Uh, so we're going to throw that in this week just so everyone knows. We are going to do it again. 
so these are the three calls that I did save. This is what it's supposed to sound like, you know, when I don't mess up the recording. But I mean, if you could have seen my face when I had like 18 people calling, and I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, about there's a lot. I think at one point, I'm pretty sure at one point I hung up on you, answered another yeah, person, yeah. and then answered another person. So it was me and two random people on the phone call. <laughs> and I was trying to talk to you, and I kept saying John, and neither one of them's name was John. And I was like, dude, what the hell? Like, where, where did John go? Like, who are these people? Like, right. I do. I remember that because I was in complete silence. Everyone was talking, and then I was gone. Yeah, you texted me. You're like, I can't hear you, and I was just like, I am, I am in danger. I messed up. I did something. That was, it was a great time. Like, though. All right, guys, call back in two minutes. And I just hung up on both of them. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we're gonna throw that in. So this is what it's supposed to sound like. Hello, welcome to the call. Hey guys, how are y'all doing? Doing all right, doing all right. So before we jump in, we want to make it like a radio. So just name wherever you're from, so we can go like, uh, you know, almost like four on the radio. CFE Holmes from Tallahassee, Florida. CFE Holmes, how are we doing today? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Hey, I just wanted to talk to you guys. I don't know if we're ready to go yet. Oh, we're ready. I want, to see, hey, we're ready. I want, I want your opinions on what West Virginia is going to do. Are they going to sink with the ship? Are they going to make it with the ACC this time? Will the ACC snob their nose up again? Or will somebody else take them? What happens to West Virginia? Uh, you want to go first, Matt? Yeah, yeah, so I'll tell you, I, I don't think they sink with the ship. I think uh, West Virginia, I think they have a clear shot into the ACC, not only with football. I think they're a great addition for them with basketball, baseball, every other sport. I think the ACC, if, if they turn their nose away at, the, at West Virginia, that'd be stupid on their part. Um, but I, I don't see West Virginia staying in the Big 12 as it you know, decimates to the ground. Yeah, um, I pretty much agree with that. I think, the, I think they're going to either join the uh... – ACC or the uh, yeah the ACC or uh, I could maybe they're fit for the Big Ten but honestly I don't think they play up to the level of the Big Ten although I know Rutgers and Maryland are in the Big Ten but I don't see them sinking with the ship. All right, guys, and last question for me, and I'm going to hop off and uh, get ready to listen to this recording later on. But uh, you know, with Texas and Oklahoma finally getting the official vote from the conference members and presidents. Um, you know, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, uh, fired off a tweet there, and I want your guys' opinions on it. Uh, you know, just he tagged the uh, Big 12 and the commissioner said, hey, let's talk. What do you guys think that could even be about? Is it laughable or serious? Well, uh, I'll take this because I have, I have a theory, right? I saw someone uh, – I can't find the writer who said it. It was on uh, Twitter the other day, and he said that, Deion Sanders is just doing all these things to stir up talk about Jackson State. And he's doing a really good job about it. Like him saying that he's a uh, coach Dion and not, you can't call him prime. Uh, and he made that whole, like everyone was talking about it. And I think that's what he's doing here is just trying to get people talking about Jackson State. You know, I've heard more about Jackson State since he got hired than I ever have before in my entire life. Yeah. No, I, right, agree. Guys, I think it's along the lines of like a publicity kind of thing. Good deal. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, y'all. Good luck with the rest of the pod. Thank you, Mr. Holmes, thank for you, calling too. in. Hey, uh, thanks for calling in. Who we got on the line? My name is Julio Daniel. Yeah, how are we doing, Julio? <laughs> thanks for calling in. What's your question? Uh, I have a question about um, now that Oklahoma and Texas are joining the SEC, 
Does this mean Texas is back? Oh, oh, it's Texas is back. They've always, they've always been back, all right. Kyle Flood, offensive coordinator, they're back. Julio. Can I get one more question? In? Yeah, yeah. Now, now this is more on Oklahoma's side of uh, everything. With okay, do you think Lincoln Riley can produce an SEC defense? I, I, I mean. From what he's shot, I mean, obviously Oklahoma and Texas have both, uh, I guess, thrived being in the Big 12 with no defense. So that's going to be kind of the question that it needs to be answered. I mean, we've already seen a lot of, you know, what's his name, Lane Kiffin. He hasn't put a defense out. So what makes me think that you know, Oklahoma's going to come in, put a defense on the field? Obviously, I think they're going to be all right offensively. Defensively is where they're going to have to make up a lot of ground. All right. Thank you, guys. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Julio. Hey, who we got on the phone line? Hey, you got Jonathan from Haslam. Hey, how we doing? How we doing, brother? Doing all right, doing all right. Just uh, calling about the Rizzo trade. How we feel about it? Um, <laughs> I, I I just went off on a whole tangent. I don't think it helps the Yankees one bit. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, they needed left-handed bats, but they need pitching. End of the day, their pitching staff outside of Garrett Cole has not been – Anywhere what they needs to be. I know this is a college football radio talk station right now, but we're going to talk baseball for a minute. Uh, I think they got to go out and get Barrios right now. If they really are trying to make a push. Uh, Who cares? I just don't think there's any chance right Who now, cares? even with the two added lineup. The Yankees hey. are the little brothers to the Mets. Hey, you, don't, you don't mean that, John. Come on. <laughs> no, you don't mean right. that. <laughs> All right, boy. Have a great show. Thanks for calling. All right, so yeah, that's what it was supposed to sound like with all the phone calls. I mean, it was it was a great experience. Me and John had never had more fun. That was like an hour, and that was like the best hour ever. Like that was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Just people calling, oh, yeah. and like I was like, dude, I can't wait to do this again. Like Mike Francesa really lived the best life for like thirty years. Went into retirement, came back, did it again for a year, and then went back into retirement. Now he has to app. That's beside the point. To app. So the last thing we're gonna talk about. So we are recording this Thursday night. Uh, which is three weeks away from Rutgers Temple. I will be there. Uh, so I just wanted to give a, all my Rutgers fans that are listening. If you're going to be there, you know, I'll tweet out the day before. Cause we're going to do a tailgate. I think we're going to be tailgating that day. Um, so I'll be obviously tweet out like, hey, here's tailgate. Come hang out. You know, we had a few years ago, we had a couple people show up. That was nice. Um, but. Mm-hmm. I've just been thinking, like, I, I don't know if you've ever been to a Rutgers game, John. I think, I think you've been to one. I don't know how it was. Yeah, I, I have been in one Rutgers ship. But, you know, when they're out there ready for kickoff, they play the hum. The boom, boom, boom. And it gets, you know, everyone gets bumping, like, the uh-huh. bass drop. I just, in my head, the last, like, three weeks, I've just been thinking of Greg Schiano walking them out of the tunnel. Uh-huh. And it keeps me up. It keeps me up at night. Keeps you up at night? Like, no, I'm being serious. Like, I just sit there and I'm just like, dude, how how can I go to sleep when the life I'm living right now is better than any dream I'll ever have? Right. <laughs> like, I, I am so ready for this, man. Like, see, I, I, you know, so I got season tickets this year. I'm all in. I'm only going to miss one game because I'm going to be in North Carolina that week. Um, mm-hmm. So the Michigan Big plans for that game, too. Bad. Big plans. Yeah, big plan for that game coming soon. That's you know, still in yeah, development. Can't say him. 
top secret plans. Uh, but yeah, so that that's the only game I won't be at. Uh, but uh, I I can't wait. Three weeks, the journey starts. Big chop. Um, John, anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I think I think that's covered. It. Uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll ask week zero previews next week because we'll be one week away from football next week. One week. I cannot wait. It's about to be the best time of the year. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for everyone for tuning back in. Like I said, we will be doing phone calls again in the future, so keep your eyes on that one. Um, and if you guys have any questions, you know, you know, always feel free to tweet at us. We like getting to those during the show. Uh, but thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week.